Welcome to FinTech Brews and News, brought to you by Central Payments and Falls FinTech. I'm Nikki Rohde. And I'm Trent Sorby. Founders, co-founders, payments professionals, and, well, just people who love brews. This is a place to get a behind-the-scenes look at unique partnerships and ways to bridge the financial gap between banking, startups, and the entire fintech industry. Whether it's a beer or coffee or something else, there's certain to be a brew in every episode. After all, how do we function in this space without it? Each episode, you're sure to take away some good stuff going on in the financial technology space. So without further ado, let's grab a brew. Hey guys, welcome to an episode of FinTech Brews and News. I'm Nikki Rohde. And I'm Trent Sorby. And today we have a company straight out of the alumni of Falls FinTech, Draft Fuel. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having you, us, guys. You bet. So this is going to be super fun today because we've got a lot of stories about where you came from and where we've gone and all that. But start with a short introduction. Alex, Tom, tell, tell them a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, uh, Alex Cullingford, uh, Chief Product Officer here at uh, DraftFuel. Yeah, I'm Tom Mangan. I'm CEO and co-founder at DraftFuel. And uh, what DraftFuel is, it is a, a bankroll management app, um, a responsible gaming app for sports bettors. It allows them to set aside a responsible amount of money uh, to game with on a regular basis. So you said a few buzzwords in there that's really interesting. I think people would pick up on online gambling, betting, gaming, legalized. Talk about the journey of idea to where you're currently at. Um, how'd you come up with it? And how is the market ready for that? Just jump right in. Yeah, I can take this one. Uh, so the, the idea came to, to me actually summer of 2019. I was on a beach uh, vacation with my friends, my family. Um, July, my buddy Bob uh, and I and a few other guys were standing around in a circle just BSing, talking about sports. And my friend Bob had mentioned how he wanted to place a wager on the John Jones UFC 239 champion, uh, light heavyweight championship fight that night. Uh, his wife and my wife and a few other of our friends' wives were sitting next to us in their beach chairs. And Bobby's wife, Colleen, overheard him say that interjected into the conversation and quickly shut him down and told him he wasn't going to be betting on anything. Uh, and she was joking, but half serious as well. Um, Colleen's great. She is a, she's a budget con conscious person. So she's a person who has a, a vacation budget, tuition budget, Christmas budget. And when she heard her husband talking about, um, using any of that money, uh, for gaming purposes, it, she's it just like, didn't no way. Well. No, no. So, so my background, I've been, I've been on the receiving end of that before. Probably. There you go. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's a story as old as time. Right. Um, so, uh, I had recently, I'd say within, you know, six months prior to that, uh, I was involved with a software development agency, um, that I was a part owner of, and we had, uh, quoted a, a, a project for, we bid on a project for a cryptocurrency, um, spare change roundup app. And it gave me an opportunity to look under the, the hood and see how the FinTech engine of it all worked. And, 
for whatever reason, that idea just came back to me in that moment. And uh, I asked Colleen, I said, well, listen, if there was a way that every time you swiped your debit card for, you know, groceries, gas, whatever the case may be, that money, the spare change from those purchases could go into a, like a digital pig, piggy bank for Bobby to go and, and gamble to his heart's content with that be okay. Uh, and she thought about it for a second and she said that, yeah, that would not be a problem. And it was just a change in perspective of how she looked at that money uh, that made it okay, that it was truly discretionary cash that he was allowed to play with um, that, you know, that, that worked for her. So that's kind of where the seed was, or the spark started. Uh, and then I brought the idea to Alex soon after. Alex and I have known each other for 16 years, um, and he's the most analytical person when it comes to sports uh, that I know. So, And I know he was a fantasy guy, so I wanted to talk to him and, and kind of get some feedback on, from him and see what, what he thought of the idea. Code for stat nerd. <laughs> stat nerd. Oh, for sure. Wow. Everybody needs a stat nerd. Let's be fair. That's why Trump's Yeah, so no, he brought it to me. You know, it's funny because we have like the one use case of the wife who did not want her husband betting uh, because, hey, we don't want you to take money from our kid's college fund and go bet with, right? And so now I'm like the other use case where prior to, we talked about this before, I actually was not a better before this at all. I played a little daily fantasy, like fantasy sports forever, 20 plus years was never really a better at this point it's like a little over a year after paspa's repealed where the professional and amateur sports protection act just want to make sure i got that right and again we're in jersey and pa two gigantic betting states still two of the biggest and i'm seeing the ads everywhere so i'm starting to get a little fomo again i'm a huge sports fan that's like my whole life so hey trent at this point i'm like all right just i haven't tried betting Trent, uh, so, FOMO means fear of missing out, in case you're... I, also, I'm a well, victim of that once in a while, mm -hmm, too. Mm -hmm. If you're never missing out, then you can't have the fear of Amen. It, so. uh, perfect. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, so, right, so Tom brings this to me, and right away, it, the, the idea of using found money, because I'm a guy who hates to lose money, just point blank. Uh, but, again, obviously, I'm playing in fantasy leagues, daily fantasy leagues. I like to think I'm winning most of the time, but I'm not all the time. So why can't... What's the difference with sports betting? So, okay, if I'm using just found money, again, like he described it, where it's just the spare change, you're not, you know, I'm not feeling the loss as much. So I'm like, wow, that would really, that right away clicked for me because it was personal for me. That would be something that would pull me into it. So that was really where I just said, all right, we definitely have something here. Let's go talk to more people. Let's see, again, because this is expanding into a market where, listen, if you're not betting before, there's got to be a reason. It's not like that hard to place bets, Let's, you know, be honest. So... That was really where I think the journey started for us. And, uh, you know, here we are. Off oh, you've gone since then. So, guys, you touch on, we, we talk about responsible gaming. We talk about the enormous growth of online sports betting that's happened in just the last, you know, three or four years. What Talk a little bit about the line you have to walk there around, you know, super easy to use. I'm, I'm, I'm a DraftFuel customer. Um, I signed up on day one when it when it went live on in the App Store. Um, incredibly smooth experience but at the same time um, and I think we joke a little bit about you know the found money and not upsetting your spouse etc but I mean there there is a delicate line you have to walk a little bit to make sure that you know ease of use doesn't slip once someone into you know a destructive habit H how did you guys sort of find the sweet spot there because I think you've done a great job yeah so a lot of times when people get into trouble it's because they're um, they're chasing losses and they're betting in the moment when they're down. Uh, so what we feel the great thing about our app is is that you're you're setting your your parameters around how much you're going to spend ahead of time, right? So Trent, you experienced it when you download the app. <clears throat> after you connect your existing checking account um, for roundups, it also it'll ask you, you know, 
one x, two x, three x. What you know? What, is there a multiplier you'd like to put on this? So, for example, if you spend a dollar seventy-five, round up to two dollars, it'd be twenty-five cents on one x. Well, you can two x it to fifty cents, three x it to seventy-five, and so on. Um, so you kind of lock it in at that point, right? And then the, the other option is to move over a percentage of your fixed deposit. So. If, you know, on average, people are going to have about $45 per month in spare change. Um, but if you want to put a little bit more money into there, you can use a fixed percentage of your bank deposits, i.e. your paycheck. Uh, and that we have a sliding scale that adjusts from one to 10%. And in, in addition to that, we also put um, a, a cap on it. So you can go in there and, and indicate that no matter you know what the result of the roundups or the spare change or the spare change or the percentage of deposit is, it's going to cap at say $1,000 a month or whatever it is that you set it at. Um, so uh, having those breaks and those guardrails in place prior to, um, you know, experiencing the, the, the urge to want to chase your bets is important, right? So uh, it, for us, it's about having people develop healthy financial habits early and then just, yes, they have to commit to sticking to the money that's within the, the, the draft fuel application and on the draft fuel prepaid discover card and just use that. Um, you know, we can't stop them from pulling out another card and, and using that, but hopefully they've, you know, they developed the habits over time of using this product and, and that keeps them in check. One of the things I've noticed, guys, and I'm a little bit like Alex, like I play a little bit of fantasy, a little bit of daily sports, but not a heavy user, a little more during NFL season. Um, so many apps, so many, so many places to go. Um, still some pretty clunky payment experiences, whether it's the registration process or the payout process. Where do you think that um, that's going in the future? And, and I know that was part of your build originally is to try to bring just a little sanity to, you know, you're just sort of always getting bombarded by sort of some new um, daily fantasy or, or, or gaming solution. Talk a little bit about where the market has, has gone and, and where you see it kind of going. Yeah, no, I think what you bring up is, is a good point. And I think in talking to people, I think we see this as like a payment gateway for going into these books. Because obviously, as someone who's signing up uh, at a sports book, there's just not only with sports books, other different options, but daily fantasy, you're going to see different options. Season long fantasy, there's always just a million different options. So just something as simple as if a person's signing up, like right away, if what, what account am I using? Right? Am I using this debit card for this, this credit card for that? And we really see this as just a frictionless experience. If you want to get signed up with a sports book, hey, we're giving you the payment source to also use with that book, right? Like we're, you don't have to sit there and just go, okay, what, what account am I using now? Well, I already use this account for this and this account for that. We're just giving you, which kind of goes back into, you know, this is your set aside account. This is your account dedicated just for all your gaming. You know, it can be sports book, it can be online casino, it can be daily fantasy. So I think that having that solution, I think it really, it brings a lot of value to users. And again, it's like we're putting the guardrails in place, but we're also not limiting spend for those who can afford it, right? It's all, it's supposed to be relative to what you make or what you can afford. The real thing I like about it is it does protect the guardrails, but because, but because it's a set aside that allows you to link um, your primary bank account, if you will, and then you guys take care of the roundups, if you will, and move it into the set aside. Not only are you solving for, I want one account for my, for my online sports betting or gaming or daily fantasy, but at the same time, you're creating some nice guardrails. Now, to your point, 
it's not the guardrails can be dealt with. You you can you can certainly bet more, but I think the I think the really ingenious thing about your solution is that it accomplishes two what you would have thought are impossible goals: um, a more efficient sign up and enrollment and payout process, and at the same time, a nice guardrail um, to to kind of help folks that you know don't that you that shouldn't be caught in the moment, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. You know, for us, our our focus on is heavy on responsible gaming. I mean, when you look at the numbers, you can look to the UK, for for example, they've been it's legalized. uh, Gaming has been legal there. Sports uh, sports betting has been legal there for a while now. And what you'll find is about 2% of a population, uh, unfortunately, will develop problem uh, gambling habits. And it, and you think about that as, okay, it's, it's a small number, it's 2%, but the reality is there is about a six-person circle around each one of those pre- people who are affected, you know, uh, spouse, children, family members. That's a great um, point. Yeah, so, um, so we, you know, that's, that's at top of mind for us, right? So we well, want to make sure that people are, are using this to develop these habits early on, especially as, as the market grows. I mean, the market, there was a just a, a report from Goldman Sachs that um, they expect the, the, the market to continue to grow in, through 2033 um, and ultimately have 50 million people uh, gaming legally uh, at that point. So that's that's a lot of young people who will be coming into the market. And yeah, we just want to be there to help them. Again, I said it already, but I'll repeat it, to develop these healthy financial habits early on. So I think the value proposition is really clear um, and how your product is is different than maybe others. So again, with that trend of more people getting into legalized sports betting, what else would you say makes Draft Fuel different than some of the other players out there? Well, I mean, <clears throat> we are uh, first to market in, in from what we look at it as our product, right? There, there's not another um, fintech company in this space that is going after this market to solve the problem of responsible gaming. I think your first to market approach is absolutely dead on. I think that's a perfect segue into like how you met us because it's been very interesting when we looked, um, when we looked at bringing companies into false fintech and we saw what you were doing and, and we were watching the way payment trends were going and volume was happening. Um, on online sports betting and daily fantasy. And we said, look, these guys are out there um, ahead of what I'm sure is going to be a wave of companies. Um, and it was the whole reason we built False Fintech because it was like, look, we have to, we know that there's opportunity in this space. Um, and these guys seem to be on the forefront. Uh, let's, let's get them in here. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, sort of how we met Tom and Alex and, and the experience that you had. And ultimately what that led to is, you know, last week's launch. So uh, we came to you guys, it was December of 2020. Uh, We had been looking for a bank partner for probably four to six months prior to that, just being uh, turned away at at every conversation. Uh, Eventually we found the contact with uh, with Central Payments and made our way to Luke. Uh, And uh, Luke uh, let us know about uh, the the accelerator program uh, with False FinTech and uh, suggested that we apply and and we did. And the rest is history. Yeah, yeah I know. It. You it's meet Luke. It was sold. the beard. Yeah. It, it was the beard, wasn't it? Best beard in fintech. Uh huh. Yeah. Was there ever a time, Alex or Tom, during implementation that you felt challenged in wanting to pivot or do things differently, but but backed up and stayed the course and followed our lead? 
or did you just say, hey, we know what we're doing and, and we're clearly articulate? Like, was there ever a pivot point in there where you're like, ah, are we on the right course? No. I, I mean, for Alex and I, we have a very clear end goal here and just always have. And that's what allows us to work well together is because we just, you know, we stay the course. Um, so no. Central Payments does a really good job hearing fintech or or any company and the end goal and then saying okay you do your thing let us do our thing kind of sticking to roles and responsibilities and what you guys are really good at and what we're really good at and so i think this demonstrates um the smoothness that can happen when we kind of stay in our own lane but do it together from a partnership perspective but you're absolutely right because Founders have a lot of influence, investors, and people who are, you know, your bank partner. Everyone wants to get you to market, and then they're like, oh, you missed the boat on this. You should have done it this way. Um, you know, you guys have just absolutely said, nope, um, this was the plan. We're sticking to the plan, and, and let's get out there. To that point, though, talk about what sort of version two, what are you, you kind of cooking on as you think about continued enhancements to the app and the payment experience and the integration with all the third parties? What, talk a little bit about uh, you know, version 2.0. Without letting into any secret sauce you're not ready to reveal. Oh, yeah, I should have had that in the disclaimer. Um, so version 2.0 would be uh, a smoother payments integration with the sports books themselves, right? So right now it's, it's a debit card product. We have an uh, in-app browser um, where the user can log into their sports book account, navigate themselves to the payments uh, section, display their, uh, their virtual card, and enter the card numbers manually. And all of these uh, casinos and sports book have a little box, like a lot of retailers do, that check this box to save it for later. So really, you know, once it's done, it's done. Uh, you can go and open up the sports book app, and it'll be in there for later payments as well. But eventually, we'd love to have uh, just uh, the conduit that deposits money. If we could do it in the least amount of clicks, deposit the money to the sports book account, and then take their earning their winnings back you know if they want to withdraw the money they can again at the click of a button just withdraw the money back um to the draft fuel uh card as well mm-hmm. you guys i mean for a, for a 1.0 the current experience and i encourage everybody to go out to the app store uh, and go get the draft fuel app um i did it i walked out of the airport and i was enrolled and uh, ready to roll before i got to my car so uh super simple super slick um and uh you know, for, for the first version, uh, I think you guys have done a great job. And I mean, I'm just so excited to see where this is going to continue to go um, and where you're going to take this. And I think the integration with all those third-party sports books, because that is, it's very complicated. And I think that's, you guys are just going to try to stay ahead of everybody else and, and tons of credit there. So last question for me is advice to other founders. What would you suggest, whether it's they're cooking up an idea or they're ready to launch, or any experiences that you've learned along the way, inside of Falls FinTech or after, any advice? Uh, from from my perspective, is I say, you know, it's just follow through, right? It's commitment. It's it's having a vision, um, and sticking to it. You know, if so, again, people pivot, and that's fantastic. And if you can find a better opportunity, or you know, there's a, a better thing you can do with your vision, fine. But um, for us, it's just about stick to is that the word? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. sure. Um, just, uh, you know, it's, I, I think that's, it's really what it takes is the commitment to, to seeing the process through and, and listening to people 
uh, getting people in your corner who know more than you, right? Like Alex and I are, are complete outsiders. We said that, you know, and it's great to have uh, you guys, you know, Trent, Nikki, and, and the whole team and, and everybody there through implementations. It's just great to have uh, Central Payments as a partner um, so we can lean on people and, and ask questions that we don't have answers to. And we there's somebody who has an answer for us. So um, just forming relationships with, with good advisors and good partners um, and, and, you know, sticking to things. Guys, thank you so much. So much wisdom coming out of where you guys have been and, and where you're headed. I love that you've pioneered the space and really kind of taken first movers advantage. So uh, to Trent's point, I think anybody listening should go download the Draft Fuel app, check it out, look at the smoothness and the frictionless experience, bet responsibly, save your marriage, uh, all the things. So guys, thank you so much for joining. Thank you guys. Good to see you again. Thanks, Trent. Thanks, Nikki. There you have it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fintech Brews and News. Keep up with all the content and cool stuff happening at Falls Fintech and Central Payments by checking out our website, our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. I'm Nikki Rohde. And I'm Trent Sorby. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.